Today on the Scott Radley Show on 900 CHML. Uh, let me bring Ben in here. Ben's got uh, Ben's going to join me because Ben, we are going to learn something. I think I think we're going to have fun doing it, but you know, you'll be the judge of that, and people listening will be the judge of that. But I think we're going to learn something over the next few minutes. I am going to ask you if you know the origin of some Christmas traditions. We're getting very close Ooh. to Christmas now. I'm going to ask you if you know why we do certain things or what the background is of certain things, and see if you can tell me. If you're at home, and I ask the question, please feel free just to yell it at your radio. Tell the person next to you if you think you know the answer. All right, let's start with a very simple one. Why do we celebrate Christmas on December the 25th? Uh, because there was a big conference, uh, the Council of Nicaea, in which uh, one of the Roman emperors uh, happened to be both a pagan and a Christian. So he shifted some of the pagan holidays over to line up with, or sorry, shifted some of the Christian ones to line up with the pagan, and thus December 25th was determined as the winter solstice and Christmas. Yeah, very good. Very good. Uh, yes. So the, the the story of Jesus being born, uh, nobody actually thinks that he was born on December the 25th. That's, um, th- we celebrate his birthday, but that's not what anyone thinks. It's because, yes, there was a pagan winter solstice ritual that fell on that day. And so to distract or cover or give Christians their day, that's when December, very well done. All right, off to a good start. I did not expect you would, I mean, I thought you might get it, not with that much detail. Now I'm a little concerned here. Now now I'm concerned that you know way more about this than I do on any of these things. Why do we bake Christmas cookies? Because they're yummy. Why Christmas cookies? Yeah, okay. <laughs> and he has just proven that I had nothing to worry about. Um, Christmas cookies, I knew nothing about this one, but... Um, when way, 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 way back in the day, when cold weather moved in and people were, they were agricultural people, did not have fresh food. They had saved food. They had preserved food. They had done whatever. Uh, but you don't have a ton of it back then. They don't have fridges and stuff. So they had been making wine and beer, fermenting since the spring, and now it was ready to drink. And you, at Christmas, because it was a big celebration, you would bring out your expensive foods, your treats like butter and lard and sugar, things that we take very much for granted, but once upon a time were very dear items. And then all of a sudden, when you start experimenting with things like nutmeg and cinnamon and things, all of a sudden we have Christmas cookies and that became a thing, which again, it sounds silly because who now thinks of butter or sugar as something special luxurious not nobody that's exactly the perfect word but nobody thinks of that but that's what it was once upon a time why ben why and those at home why why do we put up a christmas tree uh because if i remember correctly by the time the christmas tree it being a pine tree once it's dead you then are able to burn the logs i remember there was something like the yule log or something like that burning of the yule there's something, some crossover here that I'm picking up. In the 16th century, it started with German Christians who brought the evergreen tree into their home as a symbol of everlasting life. Oh. And then, so that was, that was very specific though. The story goes still to German Christians, but when Queen Victoria and her German husband, Prince Albert set up a Christmas tree in their palace, 
And suddenly word got out somehow. I, I'm, I'm sure this was, I can't remember now. I don't know how it would have got out, but before photos or anything, um, word got out of this, it suddenly became a Christmas decoration, much in the same way, I suppose. Not exactly the same, but when Handel's Messiah played, the Hallelujah Chorus came on and the king stood and that became, because the king led by example, that became the thing. You stand during the Hallelujah Chorus. Christmas trees really took off because Queen Victoria started it. So there wasn't any like air freshener benefit, like the modern day, (laughs) you know, maybe there was, but you know what else there would have been, which is a downside. I bet there were a lot of house fires back then Probably because you probably would have had candles on the tree. If any kind of illumination, I know as a kid, we had a house across the street from us and my memory is only vague on this one. But as I recall, they tried doing candles and they had a fire on Christmas Eve or the day before Christmas on the house across the street. Didn't burn the whole house down, thankfully, but I remember the fire trucks showing up. I'm sure they probably had the, see, that's the trick. That's how you have the brightest light display in the entire neighborhood. (laughs) Torch the whole house? And bring the fire trucks over. They'll bring their flashing lights. You bring your house, a whole ton of fire. I'm just saying, people will remember it for a while. When you're a kid... Now, nobody wants a fire in a house, but when you're a kid, the fire trucks showing up is the coolest thing ever on your street. It still so is. you remember, well, kind of, unless now you, now if you see a fire truck show up on your street, you're concerned either someone's house is burning down or one of your neighbors has had a heart attack. Fair. So, you know, now it's not quite the same, but when you're a kid, man, fire trucks, I don't care. Is there a fire? I just want to see the fire trucks. Um, let us move along here. Why? Here's a good one. Why do we drink eggnog? Which by its ingredients, you would go Bleh, for most people, but it's delicious. Why do we drink eggnog? Uh, eggs were starting to go bad. And so they're like, well, let's <laughs> try and salvage what we got. We'll just throw a bunch of sugar in there, some butter and it's yummy. So that's a, let's that's drink a it. plausible, that's a plausible explanation. Not going to lie. That's a good, that's a, that's as good as an explanation as you're going to make up on the spot. I applaud you for that one. The story is that way, way, way back in the day, in the 1700s and earlier, it was British aristocrats that came up with this, but they were the only ones, again, because items were expensive, sugar and eggs and kind of things uh, were expensive. Only the very wealthy could afford to drink this. And once upon a time, again, the story goes, it wasn't rum that was put in this. It was expensive liquors. So brandies or what have you. Probably. So uh, anyway, when people came to America and suddenly now things were not quite as divided in the class structure, I guess, or something. Anyway, um, they started to make it here and put rum in, which was a lot cheaper as opposed to the pricey liquors. And at the time, rum, do you know what rum was called at that time? Uh, no, I don't. Grog. Oh, in the case of grog, that was it mixed with some other ingredients as well. Okay. So it was, so they called it grog. And so the original drink was egg and grog. Oh. Which then became eggnog after the wooden noggin mugs the drink was served in. It all blended together literally and explanatorily. So if I'm to get this right. Eggnog was invented solely as a vehicle to get absolutely plastered and not have the burn of alcohol the whole time through. Probably. And to make sure that if you were lactose intolerant, that your insides would explode. (laughs) (laughs) 
weed out the weak. Weed out the weak. Let's let's cull the herd with some <laughs> lactose intolerant poison. I can't think that there are too many beverages out there. A mil- I mean, I suppose pure milk. Um, but eggnog would be the Christmas or the, the holiday treat that is probably most likely to completely eviscerate the lactose intolerant. Steer clear. Why do we leave in tradition? Why do we leave? Why do kids leave milk and cookies for Santa? And I mean, the obvious answer is because Santa likes milk and cookies, but there's another broader reason behind it. Why? Um, as an offering to whoever or whatever, you know, the Christmas spirit to the gods as thankfulness, cookies are, being exp- expensive. You're on, well, except for that last part, you're on to something. You're on to something. Uh, this began, this tradition began in medieval Germany and children left out food in hopes of getting presents from not Santa Claus, from Odin, the all-powerful Norse god who traveled on his eight-legged horse, Schlitner. I think I pronounced that correctly, but don't grade me on my pronunciation of Norse reindeer. Um, anyway, this in the Great Depression is when we really became to, got to know it in North America, not me, but people in North America. And the idea behind it here was that even when we don't have anything to show appreciation and to show gratitude for what we're going to get under the tree to Santa, to thank him, even though we don't have much, we're going to leave something as a, as a thank you. So you were onto it there. I wish Odin would come if I just gave him cookies. That would be awesome. Well, let's stick with Odin for a second, which is a hint. Why do we kiss under the mistletoe? At least those who kiss under the mistletoe. Because it involves Odin. Um, I, I cannot imagine the link between this. I do not. uh, Maybe as a sign of reverence or a portal. No, this one, this one is, well, oh, wait, wait, what was the last one? A portal to Asgard. Oh no, not a portal. I thought you said immortal, which would have been very close. Oh. So the, the, the story goes, the, the legend goes that way, way back again in Norse mythology, the gods used mistletoe to resurrect Odin's son Balder from the dead. So Balder's mother Frigg, the goddess of love, made the plant a symbol of love and said she would kiss anyone who passed under it. Huh, that's really cool. I did not know. Now that's know where that. it started. Now that's not how later in 18th century England, this is this is a tradition that probably the Me Too movement, this is not going to go very well here. In 18th century England, any woman standing under mistletoe, a man was allowed to go up and kiss. Wow. Times have changed. And if the lady rejected, that meant bad luck for them. Bad luck for the woman? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So it was just like, yeah, do this or you're going to be smitten for the next year. Eventually. Essentially. Yes. Uh, okay. Why do we sing Christmas carols other than the fact that we like to sing Christmas carols? Uh, What's the I, origin? I imagine there's likely another link to, again, singing for the enjoyments and for the prosperity of the next year and thankfulness for the gods and the fact that it's snowing. So what else were we going to (laughs) do? No. And Odin has nothing to do with this one. Uh, when, so we went back to the very beginning when we talked about why was Christmas on December 25th and the Christians 
moved it or it was moved there to sort of cover the pagan holiday. So you would go to Christmas services in church and there were songs that were sung, but they were often in Latin or uh, in foreign you know, tongue. Be- for them because well they were usually in latin and because then many people not everyone spoke latin um so anyway eventually some composers and some people back then decided they wanted to be able to write something that the audience could participate in and they wrote these songs and christmas carols some I'd love to know, you know what I'd love to hear? I'd love to hear some of the early Christmas carols we've never heard before. Cause you know that, you know, Oh, Holy Night and, and Silent Night and all those ones, those are the ones that have stuck, but you know that for everyone that stuck, there had to have been 10 or 12 or a hundred Christmas attempts at Christmas songs that they sung four times in church and they went, Hey, Bob, the composer, your carol stinks. Never <laughs> sing that one again. It just died. I'd love to hear some of the old ones. I'd like to take back some of the songs we have now. Imagine playing Mariah Carey in the 18th oy, century. Oy, oy, yeah, or or any of the Justin Bieber Christmas album. I farted on Santa's lap. What do you think? How do you think they would they would respond to the Justin Bieber Christmas album back in 1200? Uh, okay, last one. And this one, uh, this one is truly fascinating to me. Why do we hang stockings on the chimney? Oh, um, maybe because as you would be going from place to place, from house to house, it's snowing, your socks or your stockings happen to, happen to get wet and you'd hang it above the fireplace to dry it out. So that part is part of the story. The stockings hanging by the fireplace to dry out. That is part of the story. The legend is that St. Nicholas once heard about a widower who was worried that his three daughters would never marry because he, and as a result, they were so poor. And so the legend says St. Nick found where the family lived, snuck down the chimney, found the girl's socks drying on the fireplace, and then filled them with gold coins and disappeared. So when the girls woke up the next morning, they now had dowries that they could get married. They can afford to get married. Wow. See, when you put it in those terms, it sounds really nice. If you do it today, you got a B and E charge. <laughs> well, you do, but you know, and no one gets, well, that's not true. Sometimes maybe that's why now we put, do you ever get those little chocolate coins? Yep. Maybe oh. that's why we put the chocolate coins in the socks. It doesn't say in this story, but that now suddenly in the stockings, that now makes sense or a lump of coal. I don't know where the lump of coal comes from. There's got to be a connection to that story somehow. Your kid sucks. Here's coal. Now you're well, black. Under- Good luck. I, I understand why the coal is done, but I, it doesn't seem to tie into the story. It just seems to be a, a thing that got added later. Anyway, there you go. That's really Interesting cool. stories. I, a lot of these I, I've never, ever heard before. And it's like, well, at least it makes sense why we do these things now. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Radley Show weeknights from 6 to 8 on 900 CHML.